There's never been a better time to be a direct-to-consumer e-commerce brand, especially when you find the right agency. You found Pilot House. Welcome to All Killer No Filler, a weekly podcast where we spill the strategies and scaling secrets behind our biggest ad campaigns. Facebook ads, Google ads, Amazon, YouTube, and more. If it's working right now in our digital agency, you'll hear about it here. All right, we're going to try something here, boys, just for the hell of it. Welcome to All Killer No Filler Friday edition. Uh, we were we started talking, we started talking about what we're going to talk about, and then we just realized, why don't we just try doing it live? The oh, bottom wow. line right now from all parties is that it is fucking go time. It's go time right now. We are in uh, the absolute glory days right now of low-cost inventory. Um, people's stimulus checks are hitting their accounts, and they're not too concerned about the future, I guess, because hydroxychloroquine is going to save everyone. Uh, what are we seeing in our accounts right now? What's going on? Top days, man. We're seeing we're seeing uh, record days across, you know, four or five accounts to the point where you, you know you, we just have to step back and say, hey, this is bigger than just having one thing hit. This is this is you know an across the board, cross vertical. Uh, there's a t- country, so like not even just the states. Like this is happening everywhere. Which does go to show it's not necessarily just the stimulus checks. There's more going on. There's, there's this other, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure that doesn't help or I'm sure it does help, but like, but really like traffic costs are down and people are buying, like how are conversion rates looking for you guys? Like pretty good. Yep. Stronger, you know, stronger than they've ever been in some cases, right? Never, never been better. Yeah. In some accounts you've got the spend being the same, right. Or, you know, scaling, definitely scaling but you know nothing insane there click costs are you know down since the start of this but suddenly just this past week conversion rates are are through the roof i i I don't know about you guys but what we're seeing on some of some of our clients is that the quality of traffic we're getting this goes in line with conversion rates but just the quality of traffic we're getting is so much better like aovs are naturally rising on their own conversion rates are obviously higher CPMs, like usually that accounts, you know, that comes along when you get a big high CPM bump. Uh, you're paying more for your CPM, you get higher quality traffic. But for us, we're seeing the CPMs are staying the same, but like the back ends are, it's just, it's, it's awesome. Interesting. Now, do you think every agency, because it's funny, you, you hear all sorts of different things out there. Big agencies are still doing well on some accounts, but still having to lay off some employees. There's probably a lot of smaller agencies that aren't probably surviving, weren't quite set up to succeed in the way that we've been able to so far what do you account do you think or do you think everyone do you think everyone out there is just crushing it right now or and you know andrew you were talking about before about you know really having the fundamentally fundamental sound and that's what's allowing us to do so well right now how do you read that andrew yeah i mean i i think like basically uh, the big difference for us right now is we have we are following best practices and when we increase budgets, we're seeing results. And that doesn't always happen, right? Sometimes you have to get tricky uh, with your strategies, try you know, a bunch of different campaign types or um, targeting strategies, all that type of stuff. But we have that all in place. And right now, when we see wins, we're just turning budgets up and, and, and making it work and, and being very proactive in that sense. So 
um, that's that's really the the opportunity that we're at right now is is we can double triple quadruple budgets and the inventory's there and the competition isn't so fierce that the CPMs are going up and we're seeing CPAs or, or ROAS stable uh, as we scale. Algorithm also measuring less influx, like less inputs, I'm sure. So if you have like an exodus of, of massive brands, the whole travel vertical, I'm guessing, which I'm guessing makes up like 12% of Facebook, no idea, but I'm guessing it just disappears and you do that across a few verticals. Um, the algos, like Jeff, you were saying, uh, the algo is going to going to have have uh, less volatility. Nice. And Dave, what's your message for clients? You were saying earlier, uh, this you know about this being the time. Yeah, just just push it, right? I mean, we we're we're having conversations where we're literally sending the message out to the client, saying you know, rocket ship emojis, fire emojis, best day of all time. And I'm just sitting back saying, okay, you know, double the spend, but you know, make it happen. Even if the we're seeing ROAS targets being exceeded. So my theory is as a brand, be willing to bring that ROAS target back down towards even break even in order to double your scale, get more customers, get your product in more people's hands, build your audiences. You know, you can retarget to them for 180 days after today. Uh, and so that's, that seems to be the play. And we've been, Doing that, I think, a little more cautiously as of, you know, last week, the week before we, ha we had this, this cast. And it's just, it's just now more than ever, just take, take, take the reading on, or what's that saying? You know, read, read the writing on the wall. It's, it's all there. Just do it. The, the, I think the big thing is invest now for the future, right? You're investing at a discount and, and that's, you know, the biggest kind of takeaway here. And, and don't forget your fundamentals, like build your funnel and like, like email can be a hugely powerful tool. If you can, if you can load your funnel up now with users and you can start remarketing to them through email and digital, um, I mean, digital ads, I mean, you can, you can absolutely crush going forward. Like you can ride this wave way longer than the cheap traffic is going to last. We were just talking with uh, a podcast that's going to come out next week. Uh, and he talked about educating customers on, you know, he's got a game. It's, it's we'll talk, you know, it's CrossNet. Uh, I'm excited to release that next week. But, uh, but he talked about, it's a, it's a novel game. It's a new game. People don't really understand it. So they, they buy it or they enter their email address for the discount. And then he educates the shit out of them on what this game is, why it's great, how to play it. Um, and, and, you know, all the, you know, I think he's doing all the writing, but I think that's really something for your email. You really got to think about how to educate people around the not just your product but the sort of like ideas around why your product is great why it's a good time for this sort of thing in culture like there's just so many different ways you can storytell that lead people into wanting your product and there are so many copywriters out there and organizations like um crowd content a little shout out to another victoria company here other companies where you can give them a skeleton of exactly the points that you want them to hit on or even just the the the, the research notes and they'll write you these, these, these emails and now is the time. So we're talking about like, now is the time the writing's on the wall. It's especially on, you know, the writing is especially uh, on the wall for those companies that do have their backends figured out a little more. So if you don't have that figured out, like got a hammer on that too. Yeah. And one thing I think Chris actually from that last call had, had really pointed out as, as, as a good thing is bridging the, bridging the content from what you're producing in all channels and you know bringing that into your email sms uh you know if it's a video turn it into a gif 
uh, get it in there. Uh, as an agency, we're definitely, uh, you know, leaning more that direction because, you know, the results are there. Very cool. Now, and when we talk about raising budgets across the board, like let's bring it back to lifetime budgets. What percentage of our camp of our campaign budgets have switched over to that strategy at this point? Uh, on on the clients that uh, I'm managing, uh, we're at roughly 50-50. And, and we're still seeing good results. It's some of the stuff just hasn't taken, but I think it's just early days, to be honest. Um, but, but for all the stuff that, especially with low conversion values for us, we're finding crazy good, uh, performance. Nice. And then on the e-com agency side, are we still doing a big portion of our campaigns with lifetime budgets or is it sort of very campaign to campaign? Uh, every single client we have it in place, uh, where it makes sense to scale. We've been scaling uh, aggressively. Um, you know, in, in that sense, it's been a tool for us to scale, uh, you know, another campaign, another campaign type uh, enters the auction a little differently. Um, so we're, we're using it just to kind of double up on proven winning things. Um, and, and that goes, you know, not just, uh, not just lifetime budgets, that goes for, you know, Min ROAS campaigns or different bidding types, uh, pretty much trying it all. And um, one thing that has also been useful when we're taking, say, a winning campaign that is trying a different bidding method um, or uh, campaign type um, is using Facebook's native AV testing platform. Uh, I think they just renamed it. It used to just be called it used to be called um, uh, their AV learning platform, but now it's something like Experiences. But uh, basically, what it will do, you build two campaigns as you normally would. Um, and afterwards you kind of go in and you toggle both of them, um, opt them both into this test. It can be a week, two weeks, whatever. Um, and what it will do is make sure that they're not overlapping an audience. So you, you never have them competing with each other. Um, and we've found that that can manage, um, you know, it doesn't really matter. Like we'll go in there and, and manually um, optimize, but uh, it, like not use it for that intention of getting you know a final result in two weeks but more use it so it doesn't overlap so wait stern do you use those to like like scale well i mean scaling is more in the fact that we have three campaigns uh going but if you have three campaigns that have the exact same ads that have the exact same target uh everything um you know Facebook themselves will say that's not best practice. We all do it. Uh, but a, a way to kind of mitigate that overlap and that competition between those campaigns is using their native tool for AB testing. Cool. And you were saying before, Andrew, about, uh, you know, following Facebook's best practices being more important now than ever. Uh, I think that that's something that we're seeing where we really are trying to mitigate this overlapping, where we're really trying to, to sort of delineate the campaigns a little more carefully. Yeah, and, and like, um, basically, you, you know, we're, we're always in close contact with Facebook. We, we are, you know, watching all their webinars, following all their uh, recommendations, and everyone knows they don't always work. And to be honest, you know, a month ago, the hit rate on their suggestions was, was pretty low. Um, you know, we, we definitely test it, try it. Uh, but right now we're finding like everything they're telling us to do is, is 
you know, instant winners. And, and uh, I don't know if that's different market conditions or different uh, auction conditions, but right now, um, those best practices are serving us very, very well. Um, so we've done a ton of consolidation. Uh, we're using all the different you know, betas available to us or the native tools, lead ads, uh, messenger ads, poll ads, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's pretty exciting stuff. Nice. And Kyle, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, this is something that keeps coming up on client calls again and again. It's an area where Pilot House uh, is really strong in thanks a lot to the internal tool that we use, but n so many of our campaigns are thriving with effective sales pages with, with, uh, you know, sales letters on the front of them, different front ends, whether it be a quiz, whether it be a landing page, I feel like this is something that's far too few people still do most. So many e-commerce brands are still running to their homepage or to their product page. Uh, but just talk a little bit about, uh, you know, our sales page strategy, our sales page technology, and then what, how brands need to think about using this stuff. Yeah, sure. That's a really good question. Um, big topic for sure. I, I think there's a couple high level things to consider. Um, one, like partners usually specialize in a certain thing. There's your funnel guy, there's your content guy or person, uh, there's your email person. Um, there's your Facebook buying person There's your Google buying person. Um, you know, we, we, we've been around the block, beat up a little bit here and there. And uh, so we really focused in on two things with Pilot House. One obviously adds creative content, but the backend optimization too, kind of bridging the two. And so ensuring that our attribution from uh, click all the way through to conversion um, is measured. And we were finding it was difficult to do that uh, in a clean way without building a, a tool to do that that works with other tools out there. And so we, we did do that. Um, and that does really help us putting, uh, there's a few different mechanics, obviously, uh, there's your ads or copy, but matching your ads and your copy to the landing pages, landing pages, maybe in front of your Shopify cart, maybe a different cart, and then obviously your upsell flows. And so, you know, we just kind of break those all down and we've talked about angles a lot. We do a lot of angle testing. Um, you know, we measure that angle from your Facebook ad or your Google ad or your YouTube ad or whatever it is. Uh, down and through the whole funnel, uh, attributing it back uh, that way, and looking at EPCs across across everything. It's it's a really big topic to cover in in a minute. <laughs> yeah, what well, it, it? Yeah, it, I just saw Muhammad Ali Agel the other day. Shout out to Muhammad uh, doing doing this exact. I, I saw him talking about this thing. If you're running your your traffic to a product page or to your to your homepage, totally. And Mo, like honestly, like we learned so much from him. Um, so shout out to Mo. Uh, a lot of the stuff that we built was from a lot of the stuff that we've learned through through kind of his, his work. Um, so yeah, for sure. Very cool. Mm -hmm. What else? Anything else on people's minds these days? Last time we we were hoped to get more into like uh, talking about you know uh, ideas that we were psyched about or or new new kinds of products or new kind. Do we? I, and we we're just rolling today. Is there is there anyone have anything on the top of their mind about uh, about stuff that's working really well? This last interview with Crossnet was really eye opening, uh, just to to uh, you know see how much they're growing, especially when you can come up with a novel idea. Right? Uh, we don't talk about novel too much. It sounds like novel coronavirus, but novel ideas when you have a product that's unique and stands alone in the space, especially if there's nothing else like it, it makes every other part of your job easier. Uh, so invent something really cool and new. That's my tip. Easy. Right? I, I know that, uh, Kyle, you shared, you know, some of the ads they're running right now, uh, before you chatted with them. Mm. And, it, you know, one thing that's super interesting 
is obviously that's an outdoor product, uh, social product, but one of their ads had it being used indoors, you know, just with the family, right? Yeah. Uh, I think just touching on what you were saying um, before about this being an invest, uh, so, sorry, what Dave was saying before about this being a chance to invest, get new prospecting customers. Um, it's also a chance for brands to kind of reinvent themselves to some degree and, and, and take this chance to really figure out what the way consumers will behave with their product and showcase that and try and almost insert them into this new, uh, you know, reality that we're all living in. Right. And so it it all comes back to angles. There's gotta be some way that every brand has been affected by this and, and in their use uh, and, and consumption. And, And that's one thing that really needs to be kind of sorted out and traffic's cheap to figure that out right now. Yeah, wonderful products are just blowing up right now too. I've get I, maybe it's just because my feed. I've clicked on so many of them to funnel hack and things, but I'm just seeing new info products enter my feed every day. People figuring out they figured one th- aspect of their life out, and then trying to spin that into 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 ticket sales. I've got new coaches contacting me all the time, asking me about wanting to build out my personal brand into coaching. So I feel like info is just blowing up right now as well. I can guarantee you two things from COVID: one, more babies. <laughs> Two more gurus because everyone's stuff is working right now, so they think they're pros. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> That's what we got. Yeah, I, mean, gotta... I think any like right now they were talking about how uh, hair dye and extensions and eyelash kits and all sorts of stuff like that are just pumping and like flying off the shelves right now. They're saying hair hair products the new toilet paper because everyone's sitting at home and like you said, Andrew, they're all in this new norm mm-hmm. and they want to take care of themselves. So I think any, any kind of product or business out there that helps people uh, DIY something they couldn't do before, like meal kits. Uh, we've hit that, we've hit that like one or one and a half month mark, right? So yeah. only all of a sudden people are suddenly realizing, oh, I'm not going to get a haircut. I clearly haven't had a haircut. You know, it, it's like those types of things that people are suddenly realizing. And so these products maybe in the first weeks of, of this situation, no big difference. If anything, they, they were hurting because, uh, you know, people are just uncertain, but all of a sudden people know that this is going to be the reality for three, four, five months, maybe. Um, so we got to figure out solutions to that. And, and this is the, this is the chance that companies have to become part of this new norm. Cause like, we all know this isn't just going to stop as soon as this is over. Like when everyone goes back to work, they're going to like new habits are being formed. Like, fuck, if your company can get in here now, and like become part of that new habit, you're going to crush. You're going to crush. Yeah, exactly. Uncle Jeff. I'm Uncle Jeff. Uncle Jeff. Boys. So it's going to be interesting to see, like we're, everyone was sort of bracing for impact here. And, 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 and there's been this idea that there's going to be this impact and things are going to go down. And then on the other side of it, things are going to shoot up because everything that people are not doing now, they're going to want to do. I wonder if it's going to have an inverse, like, cause now we're seeing this big increase in things. I wonder as stuff does open up and I really do think in the, for better or for worse in the U S it's going to start opening up. Uh, you know, these things are, you know, in, in the next, not three to four to five months in the next month, I think you're going to start seeing graduated things opening up. And I wonder if, 
what the impact there is going to be. Is it going to send, is it going to like, Oh, everyone wants to spend their money on restaurants and bars. So, so e-commerce stuff takes more of a backseat. I don't think so. I, th I think the whole economy will sort of, I think you'll get the best of both worlds for another period there. And there could be another like steep incline. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think, I think there'll definitely be a shift to, I mean, if they do open up, but like we all know we'd be on a nice patio. It's beautiful in Victoria today. We'd all be on a nice patio having a beer right now for sure. But I'd be worried about brick and mortar retail because I mean, people are creating this new norm. I can't remember the, I'll, I'll figure out the name of the app, but there's an app that's crushing right now that's helping people do, uh, it's like a, uh, I don't know if it's a plugin or whatnot, but it's helping people do uh, product fitting, like size fitting uh, in the comfort of your own home better than you can with just looking at measurements on a screen. Um, I think that's a good point, Jeff. Like, uh, you know, with my wife and I, we we're talking about, we've built these routines. Some of these things are going to stick around, you know, like we're, we're saving money. We're doing some things that are healthier, some things that are, you know, just quite frankly, a better routine. And uh, yeah, I definitely want to get out on that, that patio and have a beer, but, but some of these things will stick around. Are you yeah. drinking more or less? Way more. I'm drinking more wine. Like I, I have, me and, me and my girlfriend are drinking like a fair bit of wine. <laughs> <laughs> Give us the amount. <laughs> a fair amount. A fair amount. Have you switched to boxes yet? Or are you still on bottles? I was a box guy, but nice stuff. Um, and now, <laughs> now I actually, I, I, I'm hoarding. I went and bought like two boxes of my favorite affordable wine uh, a month ago. Amazing cases that's the way to do it yeah cases i think there's a real play for like higher end boxed wine via subscription i don't i'm sure there's people doing that out there but Is i just it? need like a just you know just a new bag that's the worst part about box wine drinking as everyone knows is when you've got to like squeeze the dregs out of the bag and that's <laughs> the blood bag the blood bag nobody likes yeah sucking on the bag but uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I think this is pretty successful here. Any other any other uh, killer to be adding to this no filler podcast? We could go on for hours, Eric. I, I got one thing. I got one. Thing. There's a podcast I just listened to. It's from the guys at the Hustle called Exit Strategy, um, and it's it, it's it's hosted by I can't remember the guy's name. I'd have to find it, but the guy who started Native Deodorant and took it to you know Moez Ali. Yeah, sold for a hundred million dollars to Procter and Gamble or something. Um, really good podcast. Goes through everything. Talks about traffic sources. Talks about everything. It's pretty cool. And that was in one year he did that, eh? Or like one or two years, maybe he that. that. It was pretty short. It was pretty short for sure. Yeah, that is unbelievable. Uh, now, as an agency, what you know, like, what's our move going to be to build some of that equity? We got to we got to start we got to start taking these companies early on getting getting ownership or just start spinning out our own products like the agency model is amazing i love it but like what are what are your thoughts about how to build equity in what we're in what we're doing mm. every once in a while we see we definitely see opportunity of niches missed or just whether it's a brand that's maybe just not looking at it in the right way or or, or whatever there you know i think there's nothing but opportunity we want to make sure of course we have those align incentives. I think that's a core value. And I'd love to dive into that in a different podcast, perhaps. But so as long as you know, that's our challenge is how do we how do we do that while maintaining, you know, integrity to what Pilot House stands for for its clients. Uh, and that's, just, that's, a you know, that's just a tough, tough thing we've got to chat through. 
we just got to evolve and and just to, yeah again the way the team the way it, I think one of the other overlooked things about this time where, where there's a lot of success is it's so good for the team. It's so good for these team members who've got onto smaller accounts and are now seeing those accounts thrive. Like it's just so good for their progression as employees and as media buyers to start to get this taste of success as well. So I'm excited yeah. to see the way it, it helps evolve the team. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's, it's hard to, it's hard if you're, if you're kind of banging your head against a wall for a while and you're kind of a junior on account, it's really, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty big life altering moment to get your first big win. I know one of our guys, um, Liam, he's part of an account. Liam and Raven just took an account from like five sales a day, losing money to a hundred sales a day within a week. Uh, and it took, it wasn't a week right away. I mean, there was like two months of really trying to crack that code. And once they cracked that code, um, you can just see the demeanor change. You can see I mean, the clients stoked, we're stoked, Raven and Liam are stoked. Like, it, it, it's a really, really, yeah. it's one of the best parts of running an agency for sure. It just kind of goes back to like that work that needs to go into it. Like that's not just a COVID thing. It's, it's like eight pre-sales tested a bunch of different angles and content. They happen to be on Dragon's Den. So we took that copy and, and, and changed things up and, and, and made some amazing ads. And so I think like, like you're saying for the team to experience a win and then a huge win. Um, and then a bunch of people experiencing wins right now, the vibe and the energy is just so positive. We're going to dive into hopefully that Dragon's Den story in a much more in-depth fashion. But to me, the, the fact we, we have a client that had a Dragon's Den experience that was not what they wanted. They, they didn't really get the, the experience from the Dragons they wanted. They, and then they ended up seeing on the show that their part was cut down. They were just one of those little vignettes that, was like, that didn't work out well. They got absolute minimal screen time. They didn't get to get their brand story out the way they wanted. But we've been able to take that sort of like bad dragons experience and and spin it into something really positive and and it's actually been really positive for the brand in terms of the other investors they've been able to bring on and then now super positive with the angles we've been able to build for the campaign so even with having a bad dragons i guess the, the moral of the story is there's no such thing as a bad dragon's den experience <laughs> yeah you know, it's, it's about taking every such every situation is always an angle out of it right that's just it like it doesn't matter if you're in dragon's den or not in dragon's den I mean, obviously it helps but like everyone's got some story that can be teased out that can be turned into a solid angle that we can use to yeah there's, there's two sides to every story um it's just about how, how you how you frame things especially as a marketer um you know working with brands to figure out how to how to apply that pressure in a way that uh that's cool you know and that's funny. That's the exact, that's the story of what we're doing here. We're sitting here, a bunch of marketers talking about the best times of, of our business when everyone is going through like a, you know, a fair, a fair amount of ambient psychological stress, but it's that exact point that in every cloud, there is a silver lining. Uh, and, uh, and with this business right now, we're definitely finding it. Totally, man. Yeah. Well said. Cheers. All right, everyone. Well, let's uh, see how this podcast holds up. I hope you guys like it. Uh, make sure you follow us on uh, Instagram, on Facebook. We've got a YouTube channel. We're going to be launching Twitter next week. Lots of great things in the hopper. Uh, and until next time, uh, keep it all killer, no filler. <laughs> <laughs>